This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. Today on the show, we answer the age-old question, is it okay to learn jazz by reading music notation? Is it a good idea? Is it a bad idea? You may be surprised to hear my answer. Let's do this thing. Welcome to the LJS Podcast, where you get weekly jazz tips, interviews, stories, and advice for becoming a better jazz musician. And now your host, he's a jazz musician, author, and entrepreneur, Brent Bartstra. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? Brent here from Learn Jazz Standards, where we help musicians just like you learn how to play jazz, all while shortening the learning curve, no matter what instrument you play. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the show. Hope you're having a good week. Uh, Hope you are absolutely loving practicing, playing your instrument, and learning how to play jazz. And today, of course... Uh, without fail, I will help you improve your jazz playing. Now, we're definitely answering this question today. Is it okay to learn jazz in all the different aspects by reading music, right? Now, this is a controversial subject to some, not a controversial subject to others. However, I do know that there's a lot of tension around this question, especially for those who are used to reading music and find it very difficult to learn things by ear or not learn them without having music available. So we're going to talk into the complex layers that are behind this question and kind of my philosophy around learning jazz and where learning music by ear and where learning music by reading notation kind of fits into that bigger picture. Of course, before we do that, today's episode is sponsored by our LJS Inner Circle membership. This is where we help you become a better jazz musician through learning monthly new jazz standards in our Jazz Standards Club by getting actual step-by-step practice plans towards jazz mastery in a variety of different arenas where we help you fill in the gaps with your musical knowledge with our Basics 101 courses and where we give you all the answers to your questions in our monthly jazz masterminds. Those are live Q&A sessions with me. But most importantly, it is a big community of multi-instrumentalists playing jazz, practicing jazz together. It really is like a jazz family. And those who are in my inner circle understand what I'm talking about. It's like a community, an online community for musicians, even if you're not into online communities, which I would not consider myself uh, really to be. However, the inner circle is a place I love being in because I feel inspired every single time I leave by just seeing the practicing and the encouragement that everybody is giving each other. Um, People are actually taking action and holding their feet to the fire. And we actually see people progressing and improving and people actually become friends. And it's really cool thing. So do check it out at ljsinnercircle.com. It's still the beginning of the year. There's still plenty of time to start honing in on your goals for improving your jazz playing in 2022. So don't forget to sign up ljsinnercircle.com. All right, let's answer this question. Is it okay to learn jazz by reading music? (laughs) 
Okay, let's first address the elephant in the room, and that is, you probably have heard before that it is a good idea to learn jazz, learn musical information by ear, okay, by ear, if you want to be a jazz musician, right? You probably have heard that, and you've probably heard different levels of extremeness around this idea. You may have heard some people scorn the idea that you could possibly learn jazz by reading music. And you've heard them say, only ever learn anything by ear. There's zero reason why you should ever read music. You've probably also heard people say that you could do both. It's okay. But where do you actually stand on that? And I think that it's important to recognize straight up front that a lot of the musicians that are involved with Learn Jazz Standards, whether you're just a podcast listener, whether you're in my Inner Circle membership or watch my YouTube channel, check out the blog or on my mailing list, I know you guys and I know that a lot of you come from different musical backgrounds and experiences. Like for example, we have a lot of classical musicians like who read music incredibly well, who have really never dived much into improvisation, really want to, but just feel very worried to get outside of actual written notation. Like that's just an arena of playing music that they have never really expanded to. On the other side, we have some musicians that cannot read music. I mean, specifically guitar players. It's a, it's a definitely a thing that I hear a lot from guitar players where they don't read music very well. They may know how to read some tablature, but reading music is is very difficult. So if they don't have tabs, it's a problem. Or if they uh, are forced to read music, it can be a difficulty, right? So we have this other side of the perspective here. Now, we also have quite a few people, and this is a big problem I hear, is people who feel like they literally cannot play a jazz standard or improvise over a jazz standard unless they have a piece of music in front of them. So as soon as you take that piece of sheet music away, now they're paralyzed and they don't know what to do. Okay, so what do we do with all of these different perspectives, kinds of people one of which you probably fit into. Like, what is the right answer, right? Because I've learned as a teacher over the years that if I were to tell the classical musicians, you need to absolutely stop reading music, forget about it, forget about what you've learned as a classical musician and how to read music and how that's helped you become a great musician today, throw that all out the window because that's not going to help you in jazz. And suddenly that classical musician is feeling very discouraged, feeling very demotivated, feeling as if they're not going to progress and feeling like jazz is just way too difficult. You could also say to the guitarist, you really should learn how to read music better, right? It's going to help you analyze jazz standards. It's going to help you uh, learn music theory, but that's really too uh, uh, too scary for them. Or, or even asking them to learn by ear, they might not know actually how to do that. It's just tablature. They're used to reading tablature. So those numbers that tell them where to put their fingers, right? And so something outside of that realm just seems discouraging, right? So what do we do with this? Well, over the years, my philosophy has changed to some varying levels of degree. I would say that probably when I was in my heyday of personally studying jazz on a deep level, I would have told you that reading music in any way or shape or form, as far as it goes to, with jazz improvisation, is a bad idea, right? Like it's just, 
it's not really beneficial if you don't learn music by ear. Okay. So that was my original perspective, perhaps. And like, perhaps that was shared even a little bit when I had started Learn Jazz Standards. Um, but over the years, my perspective has changed a little bit. But let's first look at that perspective and why there may be some merit to that extreme perspective. And it's, again, not one that I've only held, but there's still to this day quite a few people that hold that belief. Well, why is that, right? Like, why would people say, learn jazz, whether it be melodies or solos or what have you, even chord changes by ear. The reason they would say that is because when it comes to improvisation, right, which is this insanely difficult headspace to get into, right? It's like you're playing, but you can't be thinking, otherwise you won't be improvising. So it has to be almost coming out of your subconscious and your muscle memory and it just has to happen almost organically. That's why people really try to hack this. Like it almost seems like this magic trick to improvise, right? Well, in order to really get into that headspace, you have to have music deeply internalized within you. So yes, memorization is important, right? So that you're memorizing things, you're getting muscle memory together. All this stuff is happening. Though That actually can be done by reading. You can read music and memorize it that way. But as far as your greatest asset when it comes to improvisation, it's really your ear-to-instrument connection that matters. Okay, I'll say that one more time for dramatic emphasis. It's really your ear-to-instrument to connection that makes a big difference, meaning if you're able to hear music and translate that to your instrument, then that is truly what's going to help you start spontaneously creating music in the moment without having to think about it, right? Again, it's this weird thing where all the stars align and your ears there and your muscle memories there and you can hear great musical ideas and even without thinking about it, those musical ideas can start to flow onto your instrument. And the only way to really exercise that muscle, if you will, is to actually go through the process of learning music by ear. So when you learn a jazz melody by ear, even if it's hard for you to do, especially if it's hard for you to do, you're essentially beginning to build that ear to instrument connection, right? So if you learn a jazz solo by ear, not only are you memorizing musical language and you're internalizing it, by actually learning that note for note by ear from a recording, you're building that ear to instrument connection, right? It's like if I went to a gym for the first time in a long time, which would be the case for me. Like, I mean, I exercise lots of cardio. I'm on my stationary bike. I out, go out running but I haven't done any weightlifting in a long time. So if I went to the gym today, if I did any kind of like relatively heavier weightlifting, I can guarantee you the next day, my muscles would be absolutely a wreck, right? And that's kind of what it's like if you're not used to learning things by ear. It's like, it feels like you're lifting some heavy weights and you're a little bit sore afterwards. But then once your body heals a little bit and you get back to that gym again and you keep lifting, you realize you can do more and it doesn't tear down your body as much, right? You, your body's able to, to sustain that because it's healed and it's gotten stronger. And that's, that's really what happens when 
you exercise your ear to instrument connection by learning jazz melodies by ear, by learning jazz solos by ear. Heck, even memorizing your own solos that you like the way you play, right? That's anything you do is helpful in that regard. Um, and yeah, fundamentals of ear training too are helpful too. It's sort of like this very, it's like, it's like the ABCs, I guess you could say of ear training. It's like, if you could hear what intervals are, it's not necessarily that you're going to be, you know, playing improvisations and thinking to yourself, play a minor second or play a, you know, uh, an augmented try. Like you're not thinking about that. It's more like fundamentals of ear training are helpful for just building those very fundamental building blocks. The kind of kind of ear training I'm talking about is more what we call applied ear training, ear training. So learning solos by ear, learning licks by ear, learning jazz melodies by ear, maybe even learning chord progressions by ear, right? This is all applied ear training. So this is why people say this, and this is why people get strict about it. And then historically speaking, if you kind of go back, like the tradition of learning jazz is very much so by ear. Like it was very common that, you know, uh, again, back in the day, what would happen is musicians would hear Charlie Parker take a solo. They'd be at the club, the actual club where he was playing, and they would listen to him play and be like, whoa, what was that? Go into a back room and try to figure that out on their saxophone really quick. Or what they would do is they would get a recording. And back then they had record players, right? And they would be wearing out their records by just picking up that needle and going back and picking up that needle and going back because there was no notated solos for any of this stuff, right? It was all by what they were hearing in the actual moment. It was all by the, like learning this stuff by ear. Like, like people were astonished by Charlie Parker, like Sonny Stitt, like, well, like, whoa, check this guy out. You know, all these musicians that became amazing, they were checking out Charlie Parker and being like, that's amazing. They did not learn that by going to music theory class. They did not learn that by, um, you know, opening up the Omni book. There was no Omni book, right? <laughs> it was just the record, the listening to Charlie Parker live. And that's how they really learned, right? I'm not saying they didn't work on music theory or any of that stuff. I'm sure they did. It's just as far as really expanding their jazz vocabulary and developing their own voice. The tradition in jazz is, is that you do this by ear, right? For all the reasons I just said, this is why people hold this extreme view, that some people can hold this extreme view, okay? So that's the benefit there of actually learning things by ear and why it's so commonly suggested. Let's go to the very other opposite side of the spectrum. And again, this is not an opinion I've ever held. And you don't hear very many jazz musicians really suggesting this, right? Um, however, actually, a lot of times in traditional jazz education, right, if you go to college or even in like a high school jazz class or something like that, it very much so is based off of reading music, right? I mean, reading big band charts or, you know, analyzing transcriptions of solos, right? Or analyzing chord progressions, like looking at Roman numeral analysis. Again, all these things super helpful, but let's just pretend here for a second that someone is suggesting that the best way to learn jazz is by reading notation, right? So let's pretend that's an argument that's out there. And I'm sure that someone does actually think that, right? Um, 
there is actual merit to that. There is actual benefits to learning jazz this way. So for example, first of all, instead of going through this painstaking process of learning something by ear, like let's say you open up the real book and you want to learn how to play Autumn Leaves, instead of going through this painstaking process of learning a jazz so a jazz melody by ear, which again, if you haven't done it before, it can be painstaking until you get really good. So reading that off the page, that's instant, that's instant success right there, right? And hopefully the next step would be to memorize it that way, right? So that, that would be a good, that would be a very positive thing to memorize that melody, but you read it. So in other words, you already developed the skill to read well, right? You already developed that skill. Why not put it to good use and give yourself a nice shortcut to learning this melody by ear, right? Um, you know, let's talk about a, a transcription of a solo for a second, right? It's like, why go through this painstaking process of learning and like stopping and repeating and rewinding a recording over and over again to, to figure something out on your instrument when you can just read through it, right? It's just a faster result. And again, a benefit would be memorizing it, but just a faster result that you can get and you can start applying just right away. Now, the other thing, though, is if you're a great reader like, and you learn jazz from reading, there's actually a tremendous amount of benefit from actually analyzing what's happening, right? Because a lot of times, for, for some people, you, you can't just say, like, I'm going to learn jazz by ear because there has to be this intellectual connection that's tied with it, with it right? That's why we have music theory. It's like, hey... This is the sounds you're hearing, but what do they actually even mean outside of just a philosophical musical experience, right? What does it actually mean? So if you sit down and you look at a transcription and you go, oh, look, it looks like Charlie Parker is playing a lot of triplet ideas here, a lot of altered harmony, altered extensions over top of this five chord going to the one chord, like... If you're able to read music well and you're able to look at something like this, there's some aha moments that can start to happen, right? I mean, I've had some students in my inner circle membership and even outside of that who, you know, just really were having a hard time getting it until they really dug into the theory. And then all of a sudden, some, some, some things started connecting for them, right? That was just the way their brain worked. That's the way a lot of people's brains work, right? It's not just about um, seeing colors. It's about understanding numbers too, right? I mean, there's just, there's, there's different formulas for learning success. And usually it's not just through one avenue, right? It's not just through, um, you know, learning by sight or learning by hearing or, um, what have you, like there's usually a combination of all of them that can be a recipe for success, right? So being able to read music well, studying transcriptions, reading melodies, um, reading through chord progressions, right? Analyzing chord progressions. These are all good things and they have their merit. Or even um, if you did learn something by ear, but transcribed it, like meaning notated it, that's a good idea too. Okay. So we have these two extreme viewpoints. One is never read anything to learn jazz. And the other is, you know, exclusively reading to learn jazz, right? And they both have their, their strengths. So 
Again, I mentioned to you that my perspective has shifted on this over the years to one that was perhaps more on the spectrum of that extreme nature to one that is very much so in the middle now. So what I recommend for for everybody is there should be like a minimum of learning stuff by ear that you should consider, right? Because in my opinion, if you're not learning any music by ear, you're probably slowing down your success as an improviser dramatically. Okay. So what do I think is the bare minimum? So I think the bare minimum for learning stuff by ear is the the melody of a jazz standard. So if there's anything that you do learn by ear, it's the melody of a jazz standard, right? Usually melodies, unless they're bebop heads, are a little bit more accessible to learn. They're not usually as virtuosic or technically challenging. Um, again, it depends on what jazz standard head it is. But this is, to me, a good bare minimum opportunity. If you're learning a new jazz standard, just at least learn the melody by ear, right? Learn it by ear. And then memorize it, okay? Super important. Memorize it, memorize it, memorize it, okay? Now, the other suggestion that I have is if you are learning things by reading music. So let's just say, like, for example, in our Inner Circle membership, one thing that we do is mapping exercises. It's kind of like the technical side of jazz improvisation. So um, mapping out core tones and guide tones, scales, or even approach tones. We, we do that in our Inner Circle membership. So it can be very beneficial, actually, to read through those exercises, especially if you think that way. Um, but... The important thing to do if you're going to read is to memorize, right? To memorize. Now, why would you memorize? Because again, for improvisation, we're trying to build the ear to instrument connection. So when you do memorize something, you are internalizing it to a certain degree where you can now hear what that sounds like. If you're just reading through a piece of music and not memorizing it, you're really exercising a different portion of your brain. You're exercising this portion of your brain that is good at decoding what the language of music notation looks like. It's almost as if that, it's, it's like you're producing a result, but it's from you reading music. It's not from you actually hearing what those melodies sound like. So when you memorize what you're reading, you are to a degree internalizing those sounds. So my recommendation is always that if you are going to to learn something by reading it, memorize it. And I, I do always like to qualify this as well when I talk about this is when you're memorizing, the idea is not necessarily that you're going to remember this forever, right? It's more memorizing for the short term than anything. So memorizing for the short term, meaning if you don't remember how to play that chord tone map, in the next month, or you don't remember how to play that jazz solo in the next couple months, that's okay. Because the point is not to memorize something to play it verbatim anyways. The point is to get those sounds in your ear and get that muscle memory going so that when you're approached with these different harmonic contexts, they're more likely to naturally come out in your playing, right? It's like you learn a lot, but you might just grab a little bit from each thing you learn so that you keep learning and you keep learning, you keep memorizing, right? So that's internalization when you do it that way. So I recommend if you do learn anything by reading, at least memorize it with keeping in mind that the memorization is more for the short term, okay? Now, the next thing that I would say in my perspective is yes, like always 
always learn the melody by ear. Like just, I, I almost want to say no exceptions. That's the, that's the place where I'm very rigid. Learn the melody by ear. That's the most important part of the tune. So learn the melody by ear, right? But the next thing that I would encourage everyone to do is you need to, at some point, learn some jazz language by ear. You can't ignore it forever, right? You can't ignore the practice forever. You need to give it an opportunity. So this is where I would always encourage everybody at some point to find at least a portion of a solo that they like. doesn't have to be an extremely complicated one. In fact, it's better if it's not an extremely complicated one. And give it the chance to learn that material by ear. Because once you get that first one done, the second one is so much easier So it's almost like having a balanced diet. Like personally, me, I love eating pizza. I love eating roast chicken with gravy and potatoes. I like eating steaks, but I also know that I can't eat like that all the time, right? (laughs) Like I, I do, I need some greens. I need some vegetarian meals. I need more of a balanced diet to both feel healthy, but actually be healthy, And I'm not saying that reading notation is unhealthy. I I guess I'm not trying to make that comparison there. But what I'm saying is in between learning some stuff by reading it, throw in the occasional, I'm going to learn 12 bars of this solo by ear. Like that is a project that I have. Because again, you're exercising a muscle that is incredibly important for you if you want to be a good jazz improviser or if you want to improvise better bass lines. Right, et cetera, et cetera. If I want to comp better, right? All of these things, it's this ear to instrument connection that is best developed by learning things by ear, right? It's the best way to exercise that muscle is learning things by it's better, it's better than actually just basic fundamental ear training, is applied ear training, learning music by ear, right? So that's the next thing I would say is Remember to sprinkle that into your diet, right? Sprinkle it into your diet. All right. So that's kind of my basic philosophy, but again, a little bit more deeper into the philosophy behind the philosophy is I noticed over the years that when telling someone who is not used to learning music by ear, that is very used to reading music, if you were to tell them, I'm sorry, you can't play jazz unless you do this, not only is that a lie, is that false, right? But it's incredibly discouraging, right? And the thing that I've also learned over the years, both for myself and from my students, is that in order to learn the best, we need to be having fun. Now, that doesn't mean that we sh- we aren't challenging ourselves in the practice room, because you know, there's the old thing that's saying, if you're not uncomfortable, you're probably not growing. I think there's a lot of truth in that. But at the same time, if you're not having fun, you're not going to be inspired to challenge yourself, right? You have to have fun. So having that balance of, of working on things in such a way that you enjoy doing it is really important. So that's why I, I'm more about this balanced diet. Like I want you to feel motivated. I want you to feel inspired. I want you to keep practicing. You know that you have this desire to become a better jazz musician. Why is it that we get unmotivated sometimes? We get unmotivated sometimes because we're being challenged more than we're comfortable with. 
the barrier to entry is too high. So we have to lower that bar, right? So again, I wouldn't even say even at this point in time that I think the ideal is to only learn jazz by doing it by ear. I actually think there is some serious benefit to reading it, right? Do I skew more towards learning jazz by ear? 100%, 100%. If I was trying to learn classical, would I say the same thing? Absolutely not. <laughs> I, I, I would say, like, I'm not a classical musician, but I'm pretty sure they would agree with me. I would say you need to be a phenomenal reader and being able to hear music by ear is not as important, right? But for jazz, 100% being able to learn things by ear and improvise that way is super important. So hopefully this gives you some ideas. What I want you to think about for yourself is what is a good balance for you? If you're not learning anything by ear, what is something small that you can add into your musical diet to get you doing that, right? If you're not actually learning anything by reading right now, what's a benefit that you can think of that would help you or what's a step you can take, even if you're not a good reader, to look at some music and intellectually try to digest some of it and see how that could possibly help you as well. All right, that's all for today's show. Thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate you. Hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Hope this helped give you some perspective. Remember that knowledge without action isn't really knowledge at all. So please do take action on today's episode. Hey, by the way, if you need help taking action, obviously we have a great tool for you and that is our LGS Inner Circle membership. It's helpful to have stuff available for you. It's helpful when someone makes the process easier for you so that you can offload the work that it takes to present the materials, to present the practice strategies. And that's exactly what we offer in the Inner Circle. So do check it out at ljsinnercircle.com. We'd love to have you join us as a member. All right, we're going to be coming out with another great quick win episode of the podcast this upcoming Friday. We'll see you back then. Make sure you subscribe and cheers. Thanks for listening to the LJS Podcast, brought to you by LearnJazzStandards.com. Subscribe to the series on iTunes, and don't forget to join our jazz community at LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash newsletter. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.